What's your history with Godzilla? I used to watch a lot of it when I was a kid. Actually, my wife yeah. is more of the expert of Godzilla. Really? Okay. Yeah, like I saw a lot of them when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Because I was my parents introduced me to a lot of black and white stuff, like okay. Flash Gordon. Yeah. Three Stooges. Godzilla was one of them. That just you know was pretty harmless. Godzilla's harmless. It's not really that scary. So like as a kid, no, true. Yeah. You know, like you can watch it and it's okay. Yeah. Um. I yeah. my Godzilla background is like very minimal. Like I've seen Rodan. Okay. Yeah. I saw the Godzilla King of Monsters one with like Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown, and I saw Kong Skull the Island, which is like connected. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't seen Godzilla twenty fourteen or uh, the the Kong Godzilla thing that came after that. Oh, I haven't seen the Roland Emmerich like nineties one with Matthew Broderick either. I know. I was gonna say that. I can't believe you haven't seen that one. That one. I know. That one's like, it's not good, but yeah. it, it's fun to watch because it's you just mock it. It's just so yeah. bad. I remember it. Like, I mean, I was in high school when that came out. I remember it. I don't know why I didn't see it, but I never did. I but today, the theater. Oh, did man. you? Yeah. <laughs> My son. I don't know. I don't know why. I was just in this play, and one of the guys in the play is like a Godzilla aficionado, and so we got to talking about it. And my son and I have been watching the uh, Hanna Barbera, like Godzilla and Godzuki, and that's fun. Yeah. But today, he and I watched uh, the Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Oh, okay. The one where like. <laughs> Or Godzilla fights, you know, Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla, yeah. Like a dinosaur, undersea dinosaur. To, oh, what's he called? I can't remember. Like Titanosaurus or something. So it was. Oh yeah, I can't remember what that one's called. So, like not as much Godzilla action as I want. There's a lot more of scientists being like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. So I always want more. I want I want fewer people and more Godzilla and monsters. Whether it's a man yeah. in a suit or CGI, I just want more monster. My son was cracking up. Like he didn't know what to expect. And he was like, What are they puppets? It's why is it so fake? Why does <laughs> why does the so spaceship fake? look like a balloon? And I'm like, Yeah, just buckle it's up. Probably a balloon there, buddy. Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Beyond. Today, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 7B, A Warrior and a Lurdo, which originally yeah. aired on October 25th, 1986. This episode, interesting, we got a new author here, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, uh, right. Written by Michael Dubill. I looked it up. His only credits are Ewoks. He, he came in as a, <laughs> he came in as a season so two producer. I know. Producer in season two, and he wrote two scripts, and those are literally his only credits on IMDb. So, wow. Whatever. Whatever. That's yeah. yeah. It's okay. not bad. It, I mean, it doesn't really it's stand out as bad. like. Bad. Yeah. No, it's a, it's yeah. Terrible. So, so whatever. Uh, directed by Dale Scott once again, released on VHS as part of the compilation Wicket's Adventures. Now, before we watched it, I wondered if it was like a play on The Officer and a Gentleman, you know, which was like an 80s movie. But I don't think so, because it's just you have a warrior and you have a Lerdo. Yeah. So what are you well, do? that's the thing. It, it's it, it. I thought about that, too. I was just like, well, there wasn't really a warrior, but there definitely was a Lerdo or or opposite. Right. 
Yeah. So I wonder if the title is not referring to two different things. It's referring to the same the same person. person. I wonder too. Right? Yeah. He's a warrior and a lurdo. And yeah. I think that that perfectly encapsulates Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. he's a lurdo because he's always a lurdo. So maybe like if you'd say like a gentleman and a scholar, like that sort of yes. thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not Whatever. about two people, you know, not, not about, about like people. dumb and dumber. Right. 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 So. Yeah. Uh, featured cast member this week is Lucille Bliss. Lucille Bliss joined the cast in season two. She doesn't have a credited role, so I'm not sure which which voice she does, though. I kind of thought maybe she was voicing some of the little ones because she's best known as the voice of Smurfette, which is a very high pitched oh. childlike voice. I wondered if maybe that's what it was, but I don't know because I scoured the internet and it just says she's voice cast for season two without any specifics. So probably who knows? Uh, probably, who knows? Yeah. So Smurf, that's her claim to fame, obviously, but she did return to the Star Wars franchise just once in 2002, voicing the character of Rosada in the video game Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Did you ever play that? I did. I love that game. That was, was pretty good. That was the game that I really loved playing because you fly around as Django Fett. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. And I wasn't really a big fan of Django Fett, but it was really fun to shoot those dual pistols yeah. and be like, you know, flying mm -hmm. through the air. That was fun. I actually did like that. Yeah. I played a lot of this during the pandemic, like when I was home. I played it with my son because wow. it was like, I think it was one, like May the 4th day or something. And uh, there's a bunch of Star Wars games on sale. And so I got like Jedi Outcast and a bunch of other games that I'd already played. But I'd never played Bounty Hunter, and so I got it for PS4, and and like have been playing it on there. Uh, and oh, it is, yeah, it's super it's fun. fun. And you're exactly right. You're flying around as Django. It, it, the mechanics are still pretty good. It's a yeah. good game. Yeah, that that game. It was just like I'm not. I don't even remember killing anyone with my feet on the ground. I think it was yeah. always like whenever I came down, yeah. you know, I just went yeah. right back up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's yeah, what you got to do. It's a good game. All right. Well, tell me about a warrior and a lurdo. All right. Season two, episode seven B, a warrior and a lurdo. After watching, yeah, <laughs> a lurdo. Yeah. After watching Chief Trippa wrestle a wild grounder to the ground and hogtie it, the young Ewoks are in awe of his skill. Chief Trippa says a true warrior teaches others. Wicked believes he could do the same, but he thinks he could teach someone to be a warrior in just one day. Latara hubris. laughs. Yeah, I know hubris, right? Latara laughs at him and bets that he can't do it, and they shake on it. It's crazy too because he's not even—he's not even a warrior technically. No, he's not. No, he's <laughs> right? and he's proven himself inept. It's like so. me saying I'm going to train somebody to be a doctor in one yeah, day. It's just arrogance. If Wicket loses, he has to babysit Latara's baby brother and sister. If Latara loses, she has to sweep Wicket's hut. Latara goads Wicket into Tebow being his warrior by the end of the day, even though Wicket knows he couldn't be one. Later, teaching Tebow about being a warrior, he and Wicket load up their battle catapult. Tebow accidentally sets it off and catapults himself into the nearby lake. Wicket jumps in to save Tebow, but the two are chased away by a large lake monster called a blog onto a nearby dam. They accidentally fall off the dam into a bush, causing creatures hiding in the bush to run off. They look up and realize the monster built the dam and dried up the rest of the river. Wicket thinks it's the perfect monster to test Tebow's warrior skills on, so they go off to practice some warrior skills. That's a great idea. You, you totally lose to it, so you're like, yeah, that's the perfect one. Yeah. yeah. Um, this thing made a fool of us, so let's have a rookie try. 
definitely going to work the second time. When learning to use a swinging lasso, Tebow accidentally lassos the tail of a giant bird, which nearly carries him off. Wicked is miffed that Tebow just won't learn and walks off angrily, leaving Tebow sad and alone. Tebow runs in, into and nearly squashes one of the creatures that he and Wicket caused to run off earlier by the dam. They introduce themselves as the Tam the Tambles, and they need help the help of a mighty warrior like Tebow. They inform Tebow that the blog in the lake upstream has dammed up the river, leaving them waterless. If they don't get water, they'll die. Not wanting them to die and also wanting to show Wicket he can be a warrior after all, decides to help. Meanwhile, Wicket attempts to appeal to Latara about Tebow's inability to be a warrior. Wondering where Tebow is, the Tambles inform them that he is off to fight the Blog. At the lake, Tebow first attempts to reason with the Blog, but the large creature merely spits him away. Next, he tries to sw a swinging lasso, but that fails too as he gets sucked up in the blog's water spout. Thankfully, Wicket catapults across the lake and saves him. They quickly form a plan to break the dam, which should wash the blog away downstream. They attempt to fight the blog together, but fail miserably. When the blog grabs Wicket, Nisa attempts to save him with her lasso, but she also fails. In a last-ditch effort, Nisa suggests Tebow not fight like a warrior, but more like a wizard. Tebow quickly grabs dust from his magic pouch, and speaking a spell, he destroys the dam, sweeping the blog downriver. At the last second, Wicket saves himself by grabbing on a branch. The Tambles are delighted to be back in their lake and nearly quadruple in size once they touch water. They actually, like, inflate like balloons. They thank Tebow... For being such a wonderful warrior, he proudly declares he's not a warrior, but a wizard's apprentice. And just like that, Latara declares she won the bet because even though Tebow beat the blog, he used magic to do it. Latara forces Wicked into the forest, instructing him on how to take care of her little brother and sister. Roll credits. And there we have it. Oh, yeah. I, this was this is the first time I'm realizing that Latara has siblings. Has this been a thing that we've known before? I, I think maybe. Like I, I feel okay. like I've seen those Ewoks before. Okay. Well, they were cute. I liked them. Yeah, they were pretty cute. Yeah. Also fun to see Chief Chirpa in action. Yeah. Right. It starts with a big heroic Chief Chirpa scene with him hog tying that. What was it? What was it again? I forgot already. The great grounder. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, the Chief Chirpa action we got in Night of the Gorax. Yeah. Where he was just right? a, a young, wild, hip guy. So that was fun. Still that got was fun. it. Still got it, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I love the Tambles. I know, right? What a random... When the, like... when the little one shows up and it's just clearly audio of a baby crying, I thought that was so funny. I know, right? Oh, my god. It gosh. just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you get to the pants and they they look like what chestnuts i mean they're just like tiny little no, they look like they looked to me like severed flippers like i, I couldn't oh, quite tell okay. like yeah what? It, with faces yeah I, I just yeah i wasn't in the like the southern accent like where are the tambles <laughs> it's like oh geez come on man <laughs> that started <laughs> yeah i gotta chuckle out of that because you're right he's so country fried it's really funny you know what i thought was really okay so um, 
you know how the the Ewoks yell Dangar, right? Dangar. Yeah. yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, that's what that's the first thing we hear is Chief Chirp mm-hmm. swinging through the trees, you know, with Dangar. Well, Dangar. At least it, I think it is. But yeah, I think so. In the in the subtitles, because I always have the subtitles up, uh, especially when I need like names and things like that for the characters. Yeah. It was Endor, and I'm like, what? Like well, somebody actually thought that was Endor, so I like sat there and saying Endor. Like, like, yeah, like huh. they'll be like swinging through the t- trees and being like Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just, I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe that's just his equivalent of being like USA, USA. <laughs> he's just trying to, he's just like a super conservative guy. He just really wants to. <laughs> yes, he's I like, do yes, believe it was Northern Dangar. continent of the Southern Hemisphere of Endor. <laughs> like he just keeps flying. Like this yeah. weird long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Oh, uh, I thought the structure of this episode was pretty fun. I mean, we saw a little demonstration, and then Wicket is too big for his britches and gets goaded into a bet he's going to lose. You know, that's funny. I know. Like, you were right. Pure hubris, where it's just like, yeah. dude, what? Like, yeah. You yeah. Can, you're you not even a warrior yet. And he's just like, my bet. I can do it in one day. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh, geez. That's a- You've <laughs> accomplished nothing, my friend. So uh, it's a bold, it's a bold choice. This was kind of, is Tebow like a known idiot? Because I felt like that was sort of the premise here. And I didn't really, is he? I, I think he's a, I think he's a known klutz, you know? Okay. Um, All right. I'll buy that. At least absent, maybe absent minded with stuff. And yeah. Silly. Yeah. And okay. Like there's a lot of times where he's like a slapsticky um, character. Mm-hmm. There's like that mm-hmm. slapstick humor. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it, I I did think it like, I did think it was funny that Latara totally set it up. She's like, mm, I bet, you know, yeah. Tebow, you know, and I was just like, oh, she's totally doing it on purpose to like, yeah, make him lose. Right. So, well, I mean, one thing it does in this episode, like with the writing and everything, it does play on the established relationships, you know, like Latara yeah. outsmarts Wicket and like Wicket plays into Tebow's crush on Latara and, you know, it's there's a lot of like moving pieces there that are, you know, consistent with the with the show. And I we don't always get a lot of like character stuff, you know. So as light as it was, yeah. I was kinda like, Well, I appreciate their building on stuff that's happened in the past, you know. And it was fun. I watched this one with my son and there was there was many a laughing moments when, when uh Wicked is taunting the uh what's the hippo thing? What's that one called? Blog. The blog. Yeah. The blog. Yeah. Uh, and he turns around and like shakes his furry little Wookiee butt or Ewok yeah. butt. Uh, my son laughed right out loud at that. So, you know, it's a crowd pleaser <laughs> for kids. So decent, fun, you know? Yeah, my little one would laugh at that too. My five year old. Yeah. She would laugh. I filed this away as in, in an episode that like, <laughs> right. Yeah, filed this away butt. as an episode that like succeeds in uh, doing oh, what it yeah. set out to do. And that is just be like a light, goofy little story. So, yeah, yeah good times. This one, you know, we, we always bring that up, right? Like, was it a Star Wars episode? <clears throat> was yeah. it more Ewoky? But this one was like, like the last one we watched was good, and it felt yeah like an Ewok show. This yeah. one felt like an Ewok show, but felt like a a kids Ewok show. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously well, geared towards. I, I thought it was very lighthearted. The blog wasn't mm-hmm. really that scary. Kind of set up to be right, like, and he just comes over and kind of like spits at them. 
yeah, you know, yeah. Or, or sucks him up. And I was like, oh, shoot, he's just swallowed Wicket. Like, <laughs> the, the end, right? We already name dropped the Smurfs. And I feel like this plays like an episode of the Smurfs as well. It really you does. Know, same, it really you does. You know, just like one of the episodes, it's just kind of like, oh, brainy Smurfs, too big for his britches, you know? They're not in uh, imminent so, danger unless they right. cause it, right? Like, they could have yeah. just went to the bottom of the the dam and started, like, chopping away trees. Yeah. But instead, they went all the way to the top to like mess with the the blog, mm -hmm. and it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, like there's just like a hundred different ways they could have approached this, and yeah. not even touch the blog. True, <laughs> you know? true. And that's a good transition into our Okavark moment. What do you think yes. the dumbest part of the episode was? Mine definitely was Tebow not using his magic from the get go mm -hmm. when Latara was not even there. Like they yeah. could have just been like boom and blew up the, the the dam like they did. Right. And then been like, look at what we did. We defeated the blog. And then, you know, and then Latara would have had to been like, okay, you know. And yeah, that was it. Like, or I was thinking, I was thinking it would have been better if they, you know, they were like on the dam going like nah, 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 you know, nanny nanny boo boo. And the blog came over to try to get them and like bash the dam and broke it itself. Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, like it was just like, oh, I've had this the whole time. And then he used it. So it was like, for me, like the end of the episode, was it like, okay, Tebow was a warrior or was he not a warrior because he used yeah. magic? Right. And if he was a warrior, then technically he would have won the bet for Wicket. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. Or like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So was, to me, I was thing. just like, oh, it's just kind of like. I don't know. It, it, yeah. the, the, that aspect of it lost its luster all the whole time because, like, all of a sudden, I guess the peril became real. So Nisa was like, "What are you doing? Use your, you know, it's like use what you're good at, right?" So yeah. it's like unfair yeah. for Latar to be like, "Well, he's not a warrior because he, you know, it's like right. saying somebody like, well, you use a bow and arrow and I use a sword, so you're not technically a warrior.'" And it's yeah, like, well. All right. Well, it kind of, you know, in the early days of this podcast, we'd always say, like, what's the lesson or moral, you know, and I feel like moral, season two, yeah. it's like we never have anything to say about that. But I feel like that is kind of a missed opportunity, you know, yeah, right? a, a message of sort of like everybody has different skills and talents and exactly. we need all of those to succeed. But that's not really there. It's you know? not like, there. It's not. It's not yeah. a point that they're trying to make. So when you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is great. And then they're just like, no, nope, I won. You yeah, know, babysit my kids. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? I mean, it, you know, it works for the the funniness of her going through the list of like all how to babysit the kids, like make sure they yeah. go to bed at this time and don't feed them sugar or whatever. <laughs> you know, was kind of funny, but <laughs> <So> um, <sighs> for me, I don't know. It's just again, Wicked. I just Wicked yeah. is a character that I have liked in the past, and he's just this season two like smart alecky, like dopey Wicked. It's just not fun he's, he's not fun to watch link. he's absolutely he is, he is. yeah you know? so he like, was great like yeah. Uh, yeah he's a clumsy oaf a yeah. clumsy lurdo but like and nisa's great with her lasso like what is this the first time she actually failed with her lasso yeah like, right i've always come to expect that that's gonna work and then latara just, is just you know she's latara so yeah hard not to like her i guess i just feel like in any cartoon like this you kind of need like I don't know. You you need the straight sort of heroic character, and we just don't have that. You know, like Mother <laughs> yeah. Babies it, it, is Kermit. Like, there's no, there's, you know what I mean? There's nobody sort of in that role. It's yeah. just like it feels like a bunch of side characters. They always really win by luck. 
that that's yeah they win by much, luck yeah I think making Wicket like cool and someone you want to root for and having like Nisa be the same would be a really cool little thing, you know, but instead yeah. it's just kind of like everybody's whatever. So yeah, Wicket's just general dumbness. I didn't think the butt shaking was funny. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is stupid. I know. It was just like, uh, so I guess probably, probably that for me. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think for me, my Ichiwawa moment was uh when Tebow did finally use the his magic dust. I didn't mm. I kind of didn't know what to expect. And he like just demolished the top of that dam. It, very yes, easily. He really did. So yeah. I was just like, "Yo, you know." So that was pretty cool. It's it's interesting to me that Tebow seems to have to use magic dust for everything, but Low Gray can kind of just use whatever or like the stone yeah. in his staff or something like that. As we've staff. established, Low Gray is a secret Jedi. Yeah, so. I know, like for real. <laughs> that that's interesting that like he needs to use the dust. Low Gray can just kind of use the force and maybe some dust i don't know yeah well i guess that's the difference between being the apprentice and being the uh whatever the ewok shaman do we call him a shaman but i i agree with you i mean i have a i have the same ichiwawa moment of just like tebow finally coming into his own and being like why am i why am i going along with this i can solve this problem i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah. and i like that you know i liked the uh the different kind of problem solving there so yeah, yeah that that was mine that was mine uh, I would say, you know, this is right down the middle for me. I'd say like three, seven, five. Yeah, you know, I was thinking four. Right there. It, it was yeah. fun. And it's kind of like the last episode where I was just like, yeah, this is a kid's Ewok show. Like it just yeah. worked, you know, and them kind of like putting themselves into to danger again, like needlessly right. putting themselves into danger, but then it not yes. being real danger uh -huh. this time. Like Endor's not just going to die if they don't yes. make it there in yes. time. So, yep. yeah, I thought. I thought this one was pretty good. Didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Pretty decent time all around. Well, we'll uh, we'll see where we end up next week. Uh, I'm I can tell you I'm already excited about next week's episode because it is season two, episode eight, the season scepter, and I do believe it's a full length. We'll Ooh, have to we'll have okay. to confirm next week, but I believe it is in the season scepter. The oh, I forgot what she called the 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 witch that uh. You know what I'm talking about? The, the Leaf Queen. Is it, is it the Leaf Queen? Oh, is it the, the Leaf Crystal Queen? Zira? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Leaf Queen. I forgot. Yeah. Yep. Yes, definitely the Leaf Queen. Yep. Yep. She's yeah. back for one more episode. And this that's is right. That's right. You know it. You know, you know it. what that means. You that's that right. Means. If, if the Leaf Queen's here, we got to get Crystal Storm back on. So yep. <laughs> an invite has been extended. We'll see if we can make it happen. Has uh, it been accepted yet? <laughs> yes, we'll see. Well, when she was here last on mic, she confirmed that she'd come back. So, yes. you know, I think oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a contract in, in my book. Yep. So, yep, binding. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. The Force Willing will be back next time with uh, the Season Scepter and Crystal Storm. So, Steve, I'll see you then. I'll see you then. This Enduring Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, Previously on X-Men, and 9021 Here We Go. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts.